1: Listeners, a very, very warm welcome to you all and thank you for tuning in to this podcast episode where today I'm going to be joined by a lady from Wisconsin, United States of America by the name of Christy Tursnick. Christy, very, very warm welcome to you. Oh,
0: thanks so much for having me, Paul. I'm excited to have this conversation today.
1: And I believe today, Christy, you want to set us off on our conversation talking around the magic of mindset.
0: I do. I believe that uh, mindset is so very powerful, and it's actually like 90% uh, responsible for our success or our struggles in life. So once you get a handle on how to utilize your your mindset so that it's working with you and for you, you can make tremendous changes in your life.
1: Hmm. So, if I was to say um, or feedback to you something that's um, that's often said to me, well, this thing you call mindset, Paul, isn't that where we're at now? Um, you know, whatever I'm thinking now, or in a moment, or in you know, in an hour, or that's my mindset, isn't it? So, how would you respond to that, Christy?
0: Yeah, your mindset is generally the overall dominant. Uh, tendencies of your thoughts and your beliefs about yourself and your place in the world so we can have thoughts or or behaviors that deviate from our mindset but the mindset in, in general is what are you predominantly thinking like how are how is your mind filled uh, throughout the majority of the day is it based in a you know a limiting uh, type of mindset or is it more open and positive expanding so those are the types of things that we're talking about when we're talking mindset
1: So the key word there, the key determinant there is the word predominant, isn't it? Where do we spend most of our time and space in, in terms of our mind? Where's that at, you know, for the biggest part? Not that fleeting thought that might come in and challenge that. So if we're in a kind of, if I'm hearing you correctly, uh, Christy, if we're in a um, a negative mindset, and then we have a really powerful, beautiful thought that's temporary, that doesn't mean we're in a positive mindset generally or predominantly. Is, Is that what you're saying?
0: That's exactly right, yeah, because you can have, you know, those inspirational thoughts that just make you feel so overwhelmingly positive and encouraged. But if that is not your main set point, uh, then it's just going to be one of those things that will be fleeting. It's not going to be that easy for you to maintain that sort of, of happiness or that joy because your underlying mindset perhaps might be more of, uh, of the negative or the you know the sad or, or just the, the opposite of that. Um, But, uh, yeah, the mindset is really just how are you thinking uh, the majority of your day as you go through life?
1: Mm. One of the things that, yet again, I have said to me, um, not just on my podcast, but more um, within the work I do as as a coach and a mentor is, yeah, it's okay for you, Paul. You've got this network and you've got this and you've got that you haven't got five kids, you haven't got a mortgage around your neck, you haven't got this, you know, You haven't got that, you don't really understand. So you talk about all this stuff like mindset and, and what have you, but it's okay for you because things are so different for you. You don't really understand what's going off in somebody's world. How would you answer that, Christy?
0: Yeah, you know, two people can experience the exact same type of situation in the vastly different ways and I can highlight this um, by having you think about someone who is about to give a like a, a talk or a speech in front of a group of people one person can look at that experience and, you know, they can think of, oh, my goodness, like, I'm, I'm so nervous about this. And they think of all the ways that they could fail or that it could go wrong or how, um, how they're just not prepared or they don't want to be doing that or in that situation. And that's a very stressful situation for them. Um, and their body is going to start to respond to that. You know, they're going to start to feel very sweaty or maybe they'll, they'll get weak in the knees um, or blotches on their face and, and feel the heart pounding. Um, so that's one experience. Now, the other person can experience that same sort of heart palpitation and just that Adrenaline moving through their body, but the way that they interpret that with their mindset is that they're very excited about this opportunity and what they get to share and how they're going to be impacting someone's life. So, a particular experience of whatever it is that we're going through, you know, if it's that speech or if it's that we have the mortgage and that we have the five children, that is all going to be um, just the, the thing that we're basing our mindset against. Like, how are we going to be? Uh, dealing with that like what does that situation mean to us what is the story that we're saying to ourselves about that and then that is the way that our our body and our mind will be moving forward and taking advantage of those opportunities um, based on what we're experiencing
1: so is it easy to shift our mindset then christy from this you know well from one to the other well naturally say from a negative to a you know, to a more positive empowering mindset is that, is that, I know we're kind of flirting with the how there, but as a generalization, is that an easy process, a difficult process?
0: It's an ongoing process is really what it is. So you're going to have days that when you are more successful in making that shift into more of that positive expectation. And then other days it's just going to feel like you're really struggling against it. But the more that you, uh, when you have that awareness that you are in a mindset that is not serving your purpose or your goals, like it just doesn't feel good. The moment that you become aware of that and start to shift it into something that feels better for you, that is more in alignment with what it is that you want, then those opportunities are when you can start to see the shifts and the, and the, uh, the leaps forward taking place because, you know, change can take place in an instant or it can be gradual. You know, everyone changes At their own pace which is for their best and their highest good so you have to just trust that um, you know once you get to that place where you're going there's always going to be that next place where you want to go so just give yourself that permission to take um, a little bit of grace for yourself and go easy on you know any judgment or expectations that we might have because it is ongoing
1: so is it a case then that, um, and I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here uh, with guests, Christy's I uh, invariably do, but um, is it a case of, okay, so let me say this, look, I'm okay, Christy, I don't feel good, but I'm okay, because better the devil you know, and and I'm going to stay here, wherever I am in my mind, you know, I'm used to dealing with this this kind of this rubbish, uh, and so I'm going to stay there. We've got to want to change. Have we, we got to consciously want to change that and switch that mindset? Then
0: yes, we absolutely do. And sometimes that fear of the unknown, of you know, I, I know of the uh, the devils of what it is that I'm experiencing. You know, it, it may not be great, but I know how to deal it. Deal with that. I know how to manage it. Right. Um, and sometimes when you don't know what the change will bring, it is too overwhelming for us. So it causes us to do nothing. Um, but you do have to be willing and open to that change, otherwise your uh, your deepest like the deepest part of your mind your subconscious will not allow you to maintain that change permanently like you have to understand why it's so important for you to change and have mm. that desire and motivation for you to continue uh you know to continue working at it and make that transition
1: yeah um the reason I asked that question um Christy was, you know, I'm kind of going back into my, in my own sort of dim and distant past where I know, and these are my words, um, and so I own them, but there was a lot of significance for me in victimhood. I mean, it was a dark, desperate place to be, don't get me wrong, but that, you know, that whole kind of dwelling there, poor old me, you don't understand, and all this kind of stuff that, there is undoubtedly significance in that. I'm not saying it's good, positive uh, significance, but there is significance nonetheless. And I, uh, you know, that's why I kind of ask you that question of, um, okay, uh, why would I want to change? You know, uh, I don't know about the states, but we certainly have a, a saying in the, in the UK, um, Christy, about better the devil, you know. And and you've kind of touched upon that that uncertainty of in, into going to, into something. Different, even though that different might be something uh, a lot better.
0: Yes, exactly. And you know, there are are so many different facets of that because it is easy to fall into victimhood when it's validating something that you're believing. So, and that's why we stay there for so so long, um, is because even though uh, we're not getting um, positive benefits from it, we are having human needs that are being met by that. You know, and we all have um, basic. Core human needs that everyone requires—you know—a feeling of love, significance, importance of making an impact, or um, you know, having some stability or variety. Uh, so. Whatever it is that you are experiencing, whether you perceive it as something that's good or something that's uh, negative or bad, uh, there is a human need that is being met. Otherwise, you just wouldn't be allowing yourself to participate in that behavior. So once you understand what core need is being met by that or being validated, then you're able to decide if that is something that you want to continue with the same method that you're using, you know, if you still want to have the same types of beliefs, or if it would be better or easier or make you happier if you allowed yourself that opportunity to shift into uh, the beliefs or the expectations of something different that will still meet those needs but um it's going to leave you feeling much happier in the end
1: yeah i want to be if i may christy a little bit more personal now um in terms of this question and it's When we look at people, uh, if I can use the general term practitioner, you know, he or she embarks upon a particular uh, road, uh, might be starting a charity, giving back in whatever capacity that may be, um, or offering, um, you know, a particular healing modality, invariably, um, that's based on that person's own experience. I mean, are you happy to share with us, uh, in a general sense, you know, your your power your your big why that you know you you talk about the magic of mindset what does that why does that is why is that so important to you personally christy
0: yeah, um, and thank you for asking that. Um, I actually do have two significant events that had happened in my life that really brought home the power of the mind. Um, the first one is when I was um, young in my teenage years, I had a heart condition that I, you know, through a lot of introspection, I discovered was related to my feeling that I, I wasn't feeling loved enough or that I wasn't worthy or valuable of people to pay attention to. But yet, the heart condition that I had created. Um, unknowingly had met all of these needs of feeling important, feeling like I had mattered. And once I was able to understand that connection and heal those core um, emotions and feelings and beliefs, then my heart condition actually uh, resolved itself and, and I healed that uh, that condition that I had. So that was the first significant experience that I had that showed me, wow, you know, we really do have a lot of power at our at our disposal. And then the second one is much more recent. And uh, in my uh, marriage to my husband, I had discovered that he had a drug addiction that was definitely impacting the, uh, you know, our family. And for quite a bit of time during his experience, you know, I certainly didn't understand for much of it what was happening. And I allowed myself to go into that victimhood and actually part uh, played the role of the martyr of having to, you know, take care of the whole family, trying to make sure that everything was the way that it should be, and putting those masks up, um, you know, that I portrayed to the entire world saying, you know, everything is fine, nothing to see here, uh, but inside, my life and my family was really falling apart. And it wasn't until I actually started to go deep into my mindset and understand the role that I was playing in, in that dynamic and how I was contributing to that negative feeling that I was experiencing with him um, and, and also allowing myself to uh, to set proper boundaries for what I would allow myself to do and what I felt was a- an appropriate thing to do. You know, so I, I had to really work on the mindset issues that I had. And so through his journey of addiction and through, you know, into recovery, Um, I also had my own journey of of self-healing because I, I shifted from losing so much of myself and having my world really shrink and become, you know, that, that, survival mode of just getting through what I needed to do day to day and not really living, it um, taught me that there is so much more to life than just doing that. And I had to, at some point, take a stand for myself and to give myself that permission to go into that mindset and figure out what I needed to do differently, what beliefs were showing up that was contributing to how I was interacting with uh, you know, with the, the marriage and the family and just in general, like how I was not really showing up in a way that I had been previously. And once I allowed myself to shift those thoughts into a more powerful um, and, and a purposeful, intentional living of, you know, is this something that I want to continue or do I want to stand for myself and make something um, different, even if it caused, you know, me to – end up leaving the relationship or if it resulted in us uh you know strengthening the relationship through the healing mm-hmm. so it was that uh, that ultimate willingness to go to those dark places that are really scary um but those those dark places really do offer us the most um most glorious treasures once we actually give ourselves permission to find them so yeah. that's why i'm so passionate about it yeah
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, is it oversimplifying it, Christy, to say that, you know, just listening to you speak there, um, I kind of, oh, I shouldn't offer cliches, but that, you know, is that a case of what we, we generally know as tough love? Is, is that, or is that oversimplifying it and, and not being sensitive enough to what actually is going on?
0: You know, I don't know that it would necessarily be tough love, because the way I view it, tough love is, you know, really just having someone um, reflect to you. Well, maybe I guess it could be um, tough love of, you know, having someone do the things that you don't really want to have happen, but are for in your best interest. Um, so I guess with that definition, it could be a, a form of, of tough love. Um, but I like to think of that, uh, you know, that tough love as um, the, the tender and uh, um, compassionate tough love that I had to give myself. Yeah, that makes sense. And it
1: does, it makes brilliant sense, Christine. That's why I asked the question because I love what you've just said there. Because that cliche of tough love, for me, it's like, mm, I really do think that that needs changing personally because there is so much more to it than, you know, that connotation of tough. There's almost a kind of polarization between tough and love, isn't there? The two don't go hand in hand somehow, but that compassionate, caring love um, that, you know, that there's there's something there that, uh, you know, that that would describe it more appropriately. So, um, I mean, I think often in these cases, and I speak from experience of my own addiction for many years that, you know, when you're in that victim mode as I was, when people do things that, and I'll speak about myself and take total ownership, that you can no longer manipulate Um, And I was unable to manipulate in certain examples after, you know, there's a shelf life, I believe, in that kind of behaviour and living that, well, not living, but existing in that kind of life. Uh, Mine went on for decades. Um, That you believe it's the outside world. Why is he doing that? Why is she being like that? Do they not understand what I'm going through? Does nobody understand my world um, and that's why I use the word victimhood, because as I say, I take, I do take ownership of that. It was my world. It was my choice, ignorantly, but it was my choice nonetheless. Um, so I think there's this whole thing, isn't there, uh, Christine? You've kind of alluded to it, what you said there about, okay, I'm going to start setting some boundaries here. Um, and if that means that I, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of playing this back to you now, that I leave the relationship or what, however, that dynamic changes, then so be it. Is it, have you had the experience personally that when, uh, in this case, your husband, without delving too deep, and I, and I fully understand if you don't want to answer the question, but I'm just trying to sort of, you know, give some insights for listeners. Um, that well hang on christy you wasn't always like this what's got into your girl what's the matter with you now why are you being like this with me when i'm struggling i mean has that been the case can you resonate with that
0: yeah yeah absolutely you know he had certainly fallen into the victimhood there was a, a tremendous amount of gaslighting that was going on um, in the in the relationship, and you know, I say that I lost myself because I I um, took a hard hit on my self confidence and my self image um, when I experienced you know the, this situation, and I, I had to really uh, get clear on who I was um, and take full ownership of what I was experiencing in my life. You know, and once I allowed myself to say, you know, yes, I am a, a strong woman. I have accomplished all of these things, and yes, I also have a drug addict um, as a husband, and everything that that means, and, and allow myself to shift all of the uh, the labels and the and the beliefs and the stories that I had always told myself about, you know, quote, those kind of people, and that it would never happen to me, and that I did find myself in that situation. Um, so it really shook my my idea of who I thought that I was. Um, and so, you know, he certainly had the ideas of, you know, you, your change, you used to be so much more fun and, and easygoing and, and you know, didn't give me so much um, flack or nag so much where, you know, I was coming from the place of, you know, I'm you're like different as well and our world is falling apart and why aren't you caring enough about that? We're feeling like I was having to do everything. So I was taking on the role of having to be the savior in our, our relationship of not only, uh, him and his recovery, but also the family and myself as well, because I certainly felt like like I was drowning as well, you know in the situation. So it took a, a lot of, um, frankly a lot of courage um, and a lot of tears and a lot of um, willingness to face the you know that darkness of what was uh, being presented in our lives and make choices, you know, make really hard choices and um, be okay with that because I I had to come to the place where I needed to choose if I wanted to continue with that that type of feeling that type of lifestyle or if I wanted something different for myself um, you know so that, that's really the journey that anyone will go on when they make a, a transformation like that is giving yourself permission to take that honest look at what you're experiencing, you know, the good and the bad, uh, and without the criticism or judgment, just saying, this is what it is and how did I get here and how can I move forward? Like, what do I want for myself? And remembering really to love yourself throughout that entire process, because it's so easy to forget, you know, that we all need love. We all need that nurturance and to just go easy with with yourself in, in any moment that you can
1: Absolutely Statement that I think encapsulates this Christy and uh, you know, I invite you to challenge it, support it, do what you want with it and it's quite a controversial statement in this context what we just spoke about and it's this and I, and I make this regularly the number one person in my life is me mm-hmm. what's your thoughts yeah. around that?
0: Yeah, you know, that is a, a very powerful and I can also see how it would be a very polarizing statement too because there is a, a difference between like the self-centeredness of thinking like I'm the center of my world, you know, and it's full, full of um, like the, the ego and conceits and just, you know, feeling like you're the best thing ever. But there's also that other version that says like I am the center of my world, which means that I am creating the world that I experience because the outside world, is a direct reflection of the mindset that we have because the amazing thing about our subconscious mind is it doesn't care what you tell it you know you will think um, any kind of thought and your subconscious will say yes I believe that and it will look into your environment and find all of those things that meet and match your expectation and belief and bring that into your awareness so what it is that is being experienced in the outside world is that direct correlation you know it's that mirror of what we have going on so in that aspect like we are our everything you know our, our world that we experience is us it's the manifestation of who we believe that we are and what is possible for us just in physical form.
1: Yeah and the rationale on that um, what, what you've just encapsulated there really Christy is I can't give what I don't have. So if I'm not as whole and as good and as, you know, all these, um, I suppose, judging words. Um, but if I'm not the best I can be in simple terms, what have I got left to give to you? And um, You know, my, my kids, my partner, my family, my friends, whoever, whatever. Um, so all of a sudden, that seemingly controversial, egocentric um, statement of the number one person in li- in my life is me takes on a completely different slant doesn't it
0: it does absolutely because self-care and self-nurturance it's so very important because you you need to actually be um for the best type of life you need to be allowing yourself to make choices from that place of of peace of of centeredness so that you can you know actually decide what it is that you want for yourself so you're creating rather than responding to the things that are going on in your world
1: Hmm. So when we spoke earlier on, Christy, around this, you know, being in a, in a good mindset or a bad mindset and then switching it to the polar opposite, whatever that, whichever way, well, let, <laughs> it's not whichever way around. So I'm in a really kind of bad mindset or negative mindset. And, you know, I, I do want to get out of this, Christy. I really do want to change this. And it's that simple three letter word. How?
0: Mm-hmm. how do
1: i do that christy
0: yeah you know one thing that i tell my clients when i first start working with them is take one hour you know just twenty. Uh, one, i'm sorry one day uh, 24 hours where all you do is you just witness your thoughts you know and and just notice like what are what am i predominantly thinking as i go throughout the day are these helpful thoughts are these hurtful thoughts am i being kind or am i being really mean or harsh to myself and, you know, again, just no judgment, no criticism, and just take notice if there is a pattern, you know, if you can find some sort of theme among those things. And then after you've taken that day, decide what of those beliefs or those thoughts you would like to keep, and then which ones you would like to change. And then once you, once you start to become more aware of those thoughts that you want to change, generally what you can do is you can say the opposite of that uh, of that thought so for example if you say uh, you know to yourself often like things are never easy for me it's always just such a struggle to get through at the end of the day for example then the opposite once you recognize that you know you could say you know every day i'm getting better and better or things come easy to me or you know, just various different uh, forms of how you can switch that negative into something that is more in alignment with what it is that you want for yourself, and then you need to say that new belief at least three times because you're you're you know neutralizing um, that negative one, and then you're starting to reaffirm and to create that new neurological pathway that is going to start to. Um become hardwired with that positivity. So you know again, you when you recognize that you have the negative, you say the opposite at least three different times. Um, And you feel that with feeling, you know, it's not just that you're saying the opposite, you know, just monotone and not having any kind of impact on that. But you're actually like feeling and believing that this is what your new reality is. And that's where the change starts taking place is when you recognize that you have just thought something that you don't want to be thinking or that's not helpful for you. Take that step to shift it into something that is better for you, that will help you fulfill your goals, and it's moment by moment, you know, thought by thought, and these are the ways that you can start to make significant impacts and and changes in your life um, with very little effort.
1: Mm. Okay, so in very simple terms, Christy, does meditation help in in this process at all?
0: Yeah, you know, meditation is is definitely a a very helpful tool, and, you know, I do think that so many people have um, a misperception about what meditation needs to be, Uh, you know, any time that you can have that quiet time where you can do some uh, introspection, you know, if that's through self-hypnosis, if that's through, um, you know, sitting down and doing a um, an internal meditation where you're just silent following your breath, or if it's a guided meditation, or even if it's, you know, when you're walking in nature, or, you know, just doing something where your mind starts to slow down. Anytime that you can take those opportunities to just turn within and to find that place of, of peacefulness or that, calmness that is where some of the changes can take place um you know so find whatever works for you the best without again without that expectation that it has to be a certain way Um, but yes to your point meditation is a very great way of making some of these changes
1: superb if people wanted to reach out christy find out more about you your work your excellent insights how can people contact you
0: Oh, thank you for asking that. Um, They can find me on my website, which is powerful mind. That's M I N D.com. Or I'm certainly on, you know, social media predominantly on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, um, yeah, I definitely would be happy to connect with, you know, with your listeners. Um, but one thing that I would love to offer everyone, um, just because so many people are living in that stressful situation, uh, that stressful life where we, there's so much chaos going on. Um, I would love to offer your audience three free meditations to help you shift from that feeling of chaos and overwhelm into more of that feeling of peacefulness of being in control and living purposely and intentionally and they can find that again on my website which is powerful mind.com forward slash free meditation
1: excellent thank you christy and so by way of bringing things to a close i just want to ask you one final question as i, as I do with uh, with all my guests and and it's this If you had to deliver one, just one, powerful message to the world above any other, what would that message be, Christine?
0: Oh, that message would be that... Each and every one of us are here with a purpose. We're here for a purpose, and that we matter more than what we can possibly imagine. We are all meant to impact the world in our own special and unique way. And the sooner that we can allow ourselves to step into who it is that we truly are, you know, get ourselves um, in that empowered mindset, have the courage to live the life that we want, the better it's going to be—not only for us, but also for the world at large. So. Um, Allow yourself to, you know, get the support if you need that, but move towards the the best self that you can possibly be.
1: Thank you, Christy. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I've thoroughly personally enjoyed the conversation. So thank you, dearly. Thank you.
0: Oh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking with you.
1: So there we have it, listeners. And as is my way. Um, I think you know what's going to be said now. Some would almost say stuckness. Paul, why do you always say the same thing? (laughs) I always say the same thing because I believe it's very powerful. And it's this. No matter what you do in life, always walk your path with heart.
0: Hearts, helping everyone achieve results towards success.